When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday night edition of Sports Day. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here tonight. Hello to our regular listeners through the Super Radio Network, 2SM in Sydney, 2HD in Newcastle, down on the on the Tweed, Radio 97. What are you doing? You got nits. What are you? What are you? <laughs> listeners, he's here doing like he's like an ape, and he's just scratching the top of his head. You okay? <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. Because I'm excited tonight. When I say Illawarra Steelers, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Rowdy Rodwell. Brett Rodwell. Yeah. Yeah. Rowdy, great player. Who was his brother? What was his brother's name? No, it wasn't his brother, Matt Rodwell. They weren't related. Happy birthday, Rocket Rodwell, the other day. Uh, no, they weren't related. Wow. Mm. There you go. I've just learned something uh, new today. Hello to our listeners. Oh, sorry. We're still playing this game. Okay. Now, you've already said Rowdy Rodwell. Yeah. Can I get another go? That was when wrong. I think of Illawarra Steelers, I think picturesque ground. I think BHP. Yeah, True. So that's why I'm excited tonight, because we've got an Illawarra Steelers feel to the show, haven't we? Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we call a hook and tease in the biz. We won't say who it is yet. What about the Steelers mascot? Just used to punch on with the opposition players. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get into that situation? Like, like, so wait, so if the Steelers players got into a fight mm. with, say, I oh know, the Roosters players, yep. oh, well, they'd run off. Uh, let's go <laughs> another. Parramatta, the Eagles. Yeah. Right? Let's say they got an all puncher. Mm. You're telling me the mascot jumped in there with them. Yeah, started ripping players out of out of fights. It's usually after a player had scored a try, a player comes in late, jumps on him, there's a push and a shove. Yep. He's at the end of the, the yep. dead ball line and jumps in and starts pulling players out. It's it was hilarious. Absolutely I love that. Hilarious. I love it. We need to see more of that today in this PC crazy world. It's like Captain Charger. Captain Charger used to irritate the opposition players. Yeah, and he used to have a big bulge in his pants, and it yeah, kept yeah. getting bigger. Him and Zapper Boy. <laughs> we know who these two characters yeah. were too, don't we? Uh, hello to our listeners across the SCN network, uh, 1170 in Sydney, 693 AM in Brizzy. Uh, those listening through SCN Fanatic, the SCN app as well, 
And hello to our listeners who we absolutely love and adore for sticking up late uh, in New Zealand. We mm. love you listening to us through the SCN network. We're here thanks to our great partners, Kia and World Gym. You can get involved anytime. We love this show's nothing without you. Seriously. You are the stars. Yeah, you. Well, most of you are. Actually, Glenn's on the text line. He's apologising to the listeners last night. He was in Sydney yesterday. That's enough. All right? He doesn't need to apologise for not coming on the show. We're not even talking about Anthony Albanese. And 097 is texting, elbow is a flog. I can't disagree. Um, I don't know why. 0457 736 736 is our text number. 8833 if you're in NZ or if you want to get on the phone, we'd love to hear from you. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You know what? I was, I was laying in bed this morning. I thought, you know, what we need to do to improve sports stakes. I'm always thinking, mm. always thinking. Yeah, uh, we need to do ladies' night. We've got to do like a ladies' night where we have female callers only yep. on the show. What do you, is a, this? Yeah. Is this got? Legs? I'm trying to think of the movie. It's got a guy Man. singing. Is it's lady? <laughs> I think it was on uh, wedding. <laughs> the wedding singer <laughs> was it? Yeah, with Adam Sandler. But I thought the we just night is ladies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. No, was Adam Sand? Wasn't it someone else from the movie singing it? Yeah, it was, it was Steve Buscemi. Was it yeah. him? He's oh, so creepy, isn't he? Yeah. Conair is that his greatest movie? Steve Buscemi, when he, he played that, he always plays creepy roles. Have you, did Looks you? Looks like death warmed up. Yeah, and those big teeth. Yeah, like seriously, it could gnaw through a carrot in seconds. What about, did you see him in Boardwalk Empire? Yes. Greatest role ever, right? Yeah. That's one of those TV series that you just forget. Mm. Um, where was that? So no, ladies' but, night. Yeah, and we have nothing but female guests because I thought our new friend Jessica Elliston from the Titans. Superstar. She is as mad as a cut snake. Yeah. We, like, we get her in. Mm. She can host the show. We bugger off. Yeah. Daddy Vass gets replaced. Yep. Yep. Just by a female monkey. <laughs> Yeah. What do you reckon? Yep. I like it. I like it. We could do... No, but seriously. And we, tonight's special guest, his nickname is a female nickname. Oh, you're getting close, aren't you? You like where I'm going? Yeah, I do. Because I know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be sitting there and scratching my head well, like There we go. Were. Simon from Balgowny. When I think of Illawarra Steelers, I think of the old Wollongong showground, now Wynn Stadium. My first year of high school in 82. Yeah. That was their first year in the comp. Great shout out, Simo. I like it. There we go. Steve. Michael says Illawarra Steelers. I first think of Paul Mary McGregor. Ah, mm. so who's our guest? Paul Mary McGregor. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Steve from Dubbo says yep. when he thinks Illawarra Steelers, I think of Brett Kenny. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> putting the ringers through him when he's getting burnt on. Uh, We're not going to just because of you. Yeah. It was John Lovitz, not Steve Buscemi. Oh, Tiger it was Scott. too. John Lovitz. It was it. too. Tiger Scott. Thank you very much. Yeah. For the love of God, stop saying hook and tease. 079 is that on the go. Why? What's what's wrong with hook and tease in the biz? Mm. It's just it's just it's like on your headstone, you'll have hook and tease when you pass away. Improvement would be you leaving Matthew. Nine double three sent that on the text. Thanks for texting. So, Mary McGregor on tonight. Be good. Yeah, he's a good guy. Good, great guy, Mary McGregor. An absolute nightmare to play against. And when you think about that Illawarra Steelers side in the early 90s when they started playing finals, they won the Challenge Cup final in 92. 
They avenged their loss in 89 against the Brisbane representative side in 92. And um, and Mary McGregor and, and that back line had this amazing back line. I want to talk to him about some of those, some of those, yeah. all those locals that went through yep. to play first grade. What was it like playing at the showground? Terrible, horrible, horrible place to play. Was it the was it the crowd or was it the facilities? It was really it was always windy, right? Because of the ocean coming straight off the ocean, it was cold. Is that where Wind Stadium is built now? Is it? Yeah, because yeah. they built the entertainment center and it was tacked onto the back of that. Yeah, so. Um, it was windy. It was cold. Yeah. The field was always – I always felt it was a real heavy field. Um, yeah, When you played them there, you had – in 1991, I think it was, they lost one game at home, and it was just – it was to, to Penrith, who ended up winning the comp. Yeah, right. They just – they put the cleaners through everyone at, at Wollongong. It was a terrible place to play. Well, Mary will be joining us soon on the show. Three burning questions. Daddy Vass has got some rippers uh, for us tonight. He's been He's been hard at it today. He's got – He's actually got blisters on his hands. And when I asked him how he got those. I don't want to hear. He goes, I've been exercising. I've Mm. gone, right, do I want to hear this? And he he went rock climbing today. What? I'm like, what are you, Spider-Man? Like, why would you go rock climbing? Have you ever done it? It's good fun. Okay. I like it. Hey, um, we've got uh, working hard thanks to Bunnings as well. We're going to look at tonight the NRL underachievers. From season 2023. It's a bit cruel. But we'll get your thoughts on this, listeners. Say that again. We're going to look at the what, what we consider 2023's NRL's underachievers. Okay. Players. Who didn't, yeah, who didn't okay. play up to their usual standard. Who lost their mojo for some reason. Yeah, it could be injury. Yeah, yeah. Just whatever, team not performing well. Um, one of the talkies that Daddy Vass wants us to throw out tonight is what is the what are the biggest we, brain explosions? Before in sport? we do that, Paul from Wynnum, can we can we use this as a talking point? What? Because he says, "Hey guys, I've I've been um, away for a few days. I'm wondering if Jason Matthews is still crying about the Broncos 2024." <laughs> now, why would I be crying about the 2024? You did draw? go on about it a fair bit. Well, I, I made one comment no, in no, the show you, the other night. No, you did, you did. It's gone bunter on social media. You were kicking stones for a no, while about about the. About the Broncos, I mean they season draw. they just leave Queensland five times in the year. Everyone goes, well, what about the Sydney clubs? Well, you, you, they've got to travel to grounds. Can I tell you to play each other? There's nothing better as a rugby league player. Yeah, going away with your teammates, traveling away is one of the best parts of a season. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, but you didn't like your, <laughs> you didn't like your family. Oh, no, you did. No, you did. I'm joking. <laughs> if Jack, if you're listening to this tomorrow, <laughs> he does love you. Yeah. Uh, Dutch golfer, is it Joost Luton? That'll work. Uh, threw his driver into a tree after having a meltdown during the final round of the DP World Tour Championship last week. Threw his driver into the tee, uh, into a tree. Tree. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which is not that big a deal. Like, who hasn't had a helicopter with a club at a golf course mm. on a Saturday morning? Luton then lost two other clubs trying to retrieve his driver, then went... On to kick his golf bag in frustration. Just then played on without three clubs oh, th- and finished the round with only 11 clubs. So he had to leave the three clubs in the tree. Yeah, because he oh. lost those trying to get the other one out. Mm. You would think after you lost the extra club that you'd go, listen, I'm not going to risk a third. It's like Daddy Vass is using a good example. So, you know, when you lose a ball in the tree and you're trying to use another ball to get rid of the – get the other ball out and it gets stuck as well. Yeah. Why didn't he climb the tree or send his caddy up? You would have done that, sent your caddy up. Yeah, my caddy would have quit by then. Mm.
Um, other examples? You got any big dummy spits in sport? Dummy that, spits? Yeah, was that what we're doing? Um, Losing your I, I, the brain one that, explosions more. The first one that comes to mind, well, there are two field goals, Terry Lamb and, and G.I. when they were two points behind and thought they were, they were one point behind to take it to a draw. Or I think they thought they were even and they were going to go one point up. Um, I've got to say Paul Carriage, 1998 prelim final. is one of the great brain, brain ex- explosions. Right on full time, he gets the ball on his try line, tries to get out from his 20-meter yeah. out. Just kicks the ball for no reason. Paul, Craig Palomano picks up the ball and from 48 meters out, <laughs> strikes it beautifully yeah. and it drops just underneath the crossbar. Yeah. That was one of the great brain explosions, Paul Carriage. I think, what about this one here? Have you got some audio there of this? Uh, yep. Do you want to push it first? Okay, here we go. What happened here? He got better, I think. Evander Holyfield, look out, he's pushed right here. Above us by Tyson. He got bit in the ear. Oh yeah, 1997, second fight versus Evander Holyfield. Is billed the sound and the fury. <laughs> They'd already fought seven months before. Evander yep. Holyfield beat him in the 11th round. And as the start of the third round, and he was complaining because Holyfield was headbutting him, and and so he came out for the third round without a mouthpiece. And so the um, the referee said, "Put your mouthpiece in, Mike." It was Mills Lane, his name was. As he walked out, he spat the mouthpiece out with about probably about half a minute to go of the end of the third round, and just gnawed on his ear and spat a bit of his ear out on the on the ground. That's one of the great brain explosions. Yeah. And the aftermath, he went after the trainer. Of the opposition, everything. It was, oh, it was, that to me is one of the great brain explosions in sport. What's yours? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170 is our phone number. Or if you're in New Zealand, double eight double three. We've got the good oil thanks to Cobram Estate. premium Australian extra virgin uh, olive oil. Um, you want to talk about Bradman Best? having sent Tigers fans, given the, the news around this week with Jerome Luai mm-hmm. uh, allegedly talking to Benji at the Tigers about a possible move, and it's all speculation at this stage. Yeah. Well, Bradman Best has sent uh, Twitter followers or Instagram followers into a, a fizz uh, today after Jerome Luai went to the opening of the Foot Locker in Liverpool Post the photo, mm. and then Bradman Best comes back and puts little tigers on it. Because Liverpool is primarily it, in that region. It's isn't it's it? it's Western suburbs, you know, territory. It's on the way out to Campbelltown, but so he's added fuel to the fire, mate. I, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but could you imagine the news dot com or the the, the news call? Can, can I tell you what sports desk just melting over this today? Can I tell you what? some corner of the current players do is they play with the media. Yeah. They deliberately play with the media. They use social media to their advantage. And, yeah. And a lot of the media, they froth on it. They, they take over and try and build their own narrative. Now, the reason why he'd be at Liverpool Foot Locker would be probably because he might have awesome. an agreement with yeah. them or he might be getting paid an appearance <clears throat> fee. Uh, if he was at the Foot Locker of Bondi, I'm not sure whether there's one at Bondi Junction, but if there was, would the same, the same questions be... Be raised about Jerome. paper bags. <laughs> Roosters. <Yeah. laughs> you, mate, it's an easy target. You can't keep playing on that. I didn't put that on there, mate. That just played by itself. Uh, Bondi Jack will come after you. You know that. So, uh, yeah, nothing in it. 
Nothing I mean, in it. No, I think Nothing West Tiger's got. I think West Tiger's got a, a big chance of getting Jerome Luai. But I'm starting to hear that Liverpool Footlocker. No, play on. All right, we've got. Uh, she's got some callers already on the phone. Ahmed from Quake uh, from from Sydney. Brain explosions, mate. You got one for us. Yeah, I've actually got two there, and the same players. Um, you know a guy called a uh, player called Draymond Green. No. NFL player? He, he, no, he plays NBA for the Golden State Warriors. Right. Okay. Uh, now, in the 2016 uh, finals against uh, LeBron James uh, Cavaliers, right, in the, in the actual final series, he kicked him in his private parts. <laughs> As you do. So he, so he was actually ejected. He was actually ejected, and the Golden State Warriors ended up uh, losing the series. Really? Right. I mean, he, he had a yeah, yeah, and and the second one, uh, uh, the same player, Draymond, uh, a year ago, in the preseason training, he uh, he barged at uh, uh, Jordan Poole, uh, and 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 basically smashed him in the face with a, with, with punches, and, and and Jordan Poole is about half of his size. Do you remember yeah, that one? No. And no. that was his teammate. That's his own teammate. Oh. Oh, actually, I actually do. I remember the one yeah, against his own yeah. teammate. Yeah, I do. That's him. That's, that's him. He's a, he's a really dirty player. I mean, he just loses it. I yeah, mean, right. He just lost it uh, last week. He, he choked, um, what's his name, the, the, the big guy from the, from the uh, Timberwolves, uh, the French player. He, he went behind him without looking and actually started choking him. Oh. Jeez. He's a very dirty player. All right, Armin, we've got to go. Thanks for your Good call, stuff. mate. 0457 736 736. Multiple brain explosions. Yeah, brain explosions. Yeah. Want to hear them? one 1170 Mark from Quaker Hills, Quakers Hill is on the line. We'll come to you after the break. That was the good oil. Thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. Grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. This is Sports Day. Back in a mo. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Good to be back. Thanks for joining in tonight. Sats and Jace here. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Uh, you can get us on the phone, 1300 01 1170 or 8833 if you're in New Zealand. Mark from Quakers Hill. What can we do for you, mate? Hello, Woogie. Hello, Sats. I was just putting the goodwill cutting research skills to you. I came up, I came up with two. Uh, John McEnroe, 1981 at the Wimbledon Championships against Tom Gillickson is where he had a spray at the umpire and he said his famous quote, which incidentally was the title of his autobiography, you cannot be serious. Are you serious? <laughs> but, mate, yep. he, he, had a dummy, he, he, he had a dummy spit every other week, right? He did. He did. But that's where it all started. And oh, yep. the second one yep. is going off the uh, previous caller where he said some guy just copped the kick to a rather sensitive error. Last week, um, a Cow- Dallas Cowboys defensive lineman by the name of Gallimore, Neville Gallimore, uh, went up to one of the New York Giants' offensive linemen 
uh, Justin Pure, I believe the guy's name is, and gave him an almighty kick right in the wedding tackle. Copped $9,754 fine and an ejection from the game. Yeah. And that that was because uh, Gallimore had a offense, uh, a uh, late tackle on the quarterback of the other team. And uh, the... Uh, Justin Pugh took um, umbrage to that, shoved him, and copped an almighty kick to the wedding tackle, and yep. uh, the rest is history. Yep, uh, he deserves it. He's a Giants player, so go the Cowboys. <laughs> All right, thank Absolutely. you, thank you, Mark. Cheers for that, matey. Radio, uh, we need a we need an intro for three burning questions with Daddy Vass. Can you organise that, please, Daddy? It's your segment. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it done for you, boys. Radio, three burning questions. We've got five minutes. Can you rush through it? <laughs> I can try my best, but boys, me palms are bloody me, aching. Mate. Yeah. No, no, shh, I like me. So let's just clarify you went you went bouldering. Bo- what? Is that what they call it? Instead of just calling it what? rock climbing, yeah. mm. it's bouldering. Yeah. 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 There's this there's this meme flying around. Twenty six year old bloke picks up rock climbing. A few of my mates have sent it to me. Have you seen the Dawn Wall? No. Good doco. Great doco. If you see a dodgy character with glasses <laughs> and a porn star Mo climbing yep. your windows or building like Spider-Man. It's Daddy Vast. Maybe that can be my three burning questions intro. Bit what? of a Spider-Man theme. Right. Just ca- <sighs> actually, ch- I changed my mind. Spraying with bacon. <laughs> Seriously. Right, right, what's, boys, your, what's your first right, question? Number one, should the NRL allow specialised numbering? Yeah, I like it. They used to have that in, in Super League. I don't mind it mm-hmm. because we see a lot of yeah, sometimes we see wingers packing into the scrum. I mean, it's re- or centres packing into the, the the scrum. The the hooker's not packing into the hooker. Um, so sometimes, why do you need the number? But I like it from I like it from a I suppose from a merchandise point of view, where if a player's got a specific number, whatever number that may be. I but, don't mind it. But that's only worth something if the names on there, though. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have names if it was one to seventeen because it'd be too hard to change it each and every week if there were injuries, whatever it may be. But can I raise something with you? Yeah, uh, rugby league World Cup. How much we whinged and complained about the Aussies. We'd know who was playing where, who was who. Yeah, but that number wasn't a that number wasn't a player's number, and I think it would take time for people to get used to it. And this is big coming from a traditionalist. I mean, I, I don't mind it. It would take time to get used to. You know, let's just say Tommy Trebojevic's favourite number is uh, 24. Is it? So we'd, I don't know. But it would take a while to get used to it. But you would know that that's his jersey. What would you be your uh, f- What would yours be? 13. That's so boring. you'd stick with it? Yeah. Well, well that's you, just Daddy? because my dad wore 13. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, 26. Yeah, mine would be four. The, is that the age you went bouldering? <laughs> <laughs> mine would be four. That's my favourite Thunderbird number. I saw Thunderbirds on the weekend. The first time in a long time. We've talked about this before, how hot Penny was. Yeah, Penny was hot. (laughs) What, the original Thunderbird? That's the only one. one. Oh, right. No, I thought there was a few versions. He cares about the original Thunderbirds. (laughs) We've just said a puppet was hot. All right, so we're saying yes to numbering, but no no, no to names. I'm saying no to numbering. If it's a specialised number, there's nothing wrong with having the name on it. All right, number two. All right. Who would benefit the most from mm-hmm. the signature of Connor Tracy? Which club? Bulldogs, Dragons, or Raiders? Now, we know that the Bulldogs have jumped into the race for Connor Tracy. Yeah. And the Dragons are interested. Sharks have said, mate, go on. <laughs> Sharks have said, mate. Who's going to benefit the most is a team, I think, that has a really good number seven. 
who can because I'd play him and I'd, I'd play him at six. Really? Yeah. Mm. Well, he's he's a makeshift center, fullback. Uh, I'd, Fast, I'd eh? yeah, I'd play him at six, and if he's going to play at six, I'd say the Dragons mm. with oh, Benny Hunt. I'd say the Raiders after Jack yeah. Whiten's departure. Yeah, with yeah with um with Jamal Fogarty. It's a that's good, a good solid call. halfback. Yeah. The other thing too. If you're the Dragons, do you go after a Connor Tracy or do you hope you hold off that extra year and you try and get someone like Tom Dearden to partner Benny Hunt? Well, Benny Hunt hasn't got that many years left in him. But mm. they'll spend some time together, but you'll learn from Benny Hunt even more. Becomes the heir apparently takes over yeah. the team. There's no way Dearden's leaving the Cowboys. There's no way. Chad Townsend, he's what? How many years he's got left? One we'll, or two. We'll ask him tomorrow It'll night. It'll come down eh? to money. Yeah. It'll come down to money, really. Absolutely. And... If you're going to play him in the centres, I think the Bulldogs. With they've lost Paul Alamotti, they've lost uh, Jack Avarillo. Yeah. Okay. Right, last number one. three, quick one. Uh, well, it's not really a quick one. If you were Michael Maguire, what changes would you make to the Blues side? For I can't answer this one because I'm. I'd, I'd. I'd keep the same team from game one and game two. So game three year. squad: <laughs> Teddy, To'o, Crichton, Best, Adoka. How good was Bradman Best in game three? Mm-hmm. Uh, Adoka, uh, Walker, Moses, Travojevic, Cook. Campbell Gillard, Liam Martin, Kalamatungi, Murray, Isaiah Yo, Saifedi Jacob, Reese Robson, and Clint Gutherson. I'm telling you right now, geez, it's hard. I'd be bringing Payne Haas in for Jack Travojevic, putting him on the bench. I'd be bringing Cleary in for Moses. In fact, I think Moses should hold his spot, but how do you leave Cleary out of the New South Wales team, right? Yeah. Moses was outstanding. Um,. I'd leave Judd. I, I wouldn't bring. Oh. I, I'd leave. I'd leave the rest. Um, yeah, I wouldn't make any other changes. I would, but new coach, right? Mm. It'd be interesting to see what Madge does with Appy. I want to comp with him in fourteen. Got to stick with Damien Cook. Yeah, beat Sprinter. <laughs> I don't like the two hooker. Uh, One two option. punch. Yeah, for works them. for Queensland. Yeah, no, I don't think it works for New South Wales. Mm. No, I like I like that. I d- Payne Haas definitely has to come in. Cleary definitely has to come in. J- Josh Adokar is a big game player. Big game player. Toto, Teddy, uh, mate, and Bradman Best has got to hold his spot, right? We agree on that? Oh, oh come yeah. on, mate. You're absolutely. allowed to comment. Yeah. I know you're no, 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 Trill eh? Mitchell will be back. Yeah, that's true. Tom Trevojevich. Tom Trevojevich will be around. Oh, there. God, I don't know. All right, Crichton and Best are gone. Dylan Edwards? <laughs> Dylan Edwards won't play Origin, I don't think. Hmm. I don't think he will. Well, Actually, if, you're right. If Tedesco retired from representative football, who who gets your number one jersey? Oh. Is it Edwards, Travojevic, or is it Mitchell? Travojevic. Yeah, Travojevic. I agree, yeah. yeah. Mm. Hey, what do you think, listener? 0457 736 736. That needs more discussion. Well done, Daddy. Good stuff tonight. Three burning questions. Toolkit Depot's Black Friday sale is coming soon. In store and online, November 20 to 27. Break time. He joins us, Paul Mary McGregor, Illawarra Steelers legend, next on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Walters hears a call back on the blind. Meninga is there, but it's gone right for Langer, then for Daly. And now for McGregor. They won't stop the big Illawarra centre. A fine origin series. And now rewarded in his first Australian jumper with a try. Wow, 1994 for that. 
try from Mary McGregor. Terrorised. Yes. That many players in his day. We're going to talk to him in just a sec for BASF, Termidor and Trelona, Australia's most trusted termite solutions. I love this, Satchi. Do you? Like, it's a turn back time segment. No, it's not sure on a massive cannon. Tonight, it's Paul Mary McGregor. Yes. Doing the sure impersonation tonight. Mary, welcome to Sports Day. Thanks, guys. How are we? Really well. Really well. When you hear a try like that, that was your debut against France as a... What's your memories go back to uh, you bet your first debut? Uh, it's pretty easy, actually. But I, think, <laughs> I think at that stage, we were front by about 50, so it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, just playing with playing against, uh, you know, the guys that, um, you know, a couple of years before that, I was, I was watching on TV, but then playing beside them um, after an Origin series or a couple of Origin series, uh, it was a great achievement. Uh, pulling on that jumper for the, for the first time in front of your parents. And, um, you know, it's something as a kid you always dream to do. So to be able to achieve that um, with the colour of players I play with, and we won pretty comfortably that night. So I didn't have to do too much, to be honest. Yeah, nice. Now, born in Dapto, Mary, were you a Dapto Canary growing up? So I was a Dapto Canary, mate, all the way through. I had one year actually in college but um, when I was 16, but... Every every other part of us uh, with Dapto, mate, right through the grade. Dapto dogs as a kid, even mm. as a young adult, did you did you <laughs> did you get down to the Dapto dogs quite a bit? Absolutely, <laughs> on a Thursday night, um, sitting standing around the fire and waiting <laughs> for a punt. Um, yeah, it was a regular sort of thing with us back then. Uh, as a team, we used to we used to sort of get there on a Thursday night after training. Um, and hang around and um, have a shower and then and go to the dogs on the night and have a couple of beers. So it used to be good. So footy in the winter, what did you do in the summer, mate? Did you play cricket, surf? How did, how did you entertain yourself? Well, as a kid, I played a lot of cricket. Um, and then as I got older, I'd, I'd hit the water a bit. So a lot of surfing and, and water skiing. So that was the main sort water of summer skiing. things. Um, and a lot of touch footy uh, in the summer as well down here. So uh, it was pretty big. Uh, and I got right into it for a while there. So, um, yeah, but like, I've been in the water um, most of my life. So even that that day's that day. It's only 15 minutes to the water. Um, and now I've lived on a, I've lived on the water now for 30 plus years. So yeah, nice. Good. Now, Mary, the, the Illawarra competition growing up, it's always been, well, it is, has always been a great, strong competition. Now, the Steelers, uh, you make your debut at the back end of the 90s and they start becoming a force in the 90s. They make the finals, and then you, you win a Challenge Cup in 92. What that, that side I'm talking about at the, the start of the 90s, was it mainly made up of all local kids? It was. It was um, our back line was back then, um, just a quick one, was Dave Riolo, um, Wishard, myself, Rodwell, Girdler, Johnny Simon, and uh, the five-eight was Fritzy, who yep. who was Dale come Fritz. down sixteen-year-old from Queensland. But but yeah, so and McIndoe was the other one who was from down this, from Queensland originally, but played all started here before he went to Penrith and come back. So you know, five of that then seven were locals, and four of them become international. So it was pretty good. Um, you know, kept growing up in the local area and then playing for the local team was uh, was really uh, an achievement back then because. Before the Steelers were uh, an identity, they used to, St George used to um, get most of the players, and 
and you know Blocker obviously and and, and Fulton and all them blokes like that. Gary Jackdell come from this this district, but um, happy to go up there to play. Um, so Illawarra is really good. We're moving forward in a in a big way. Unfortunately, it um, stopped pretty quickly once that Super League yeah and ARL war started. So um, you know a divide. Then Graham Murray, uh, we we made the finals '92. Uh, 93, 94, I think by memory, or 92, 94, and then um, well, we were always in the top six, and then um, Mugger um, got punted due to the fact that uh, he joined Super League. Uh, there was not much choice there, and then um, sort of went sideways a little bit from there, uh, and then we sort of picked it back up, and then uh, uh, obviously the joint venture started in 99. You mentioned Graham Murray, Muzz, you know, one of the great coaches. He had a lot of success wherever club he went to. And as I said, you won the 92 Challenge Cup that year. Um, now, what sort of coach was he like? Because from the outside looking in, Mary, he looked like the sort of coach that just had this really good connection with the playing group. Uh, he was a gentleman. Um, like he was a, you know, as a person, he was a very honest character. Um, and you, you really knew where you um with Graham, there was no, you know, if he wanted to shorten you up, he could. Um, also, put an arm around. He's one of them sort of blokes that you felt if you did go out there and do your best for you, let him down as much as you were yourself and your team. So, he's a coach that I always wanted to play for because um, he made me so welcome and so committed to the to the team. I thought that uh, every time I took the field, I wasn't going to let him down. He was that type of guy. The other thing, off the field, he was very. It was a person who really got the family involved in the club. Uh, the girls become best friends. Uh, his wife was involved with that, Amanda. Um, the kids become friends. And he really made it a family club uh, and, and an all-in club. So for me, it was every time I took the field, I didn't want to obviously let myself or my teammates, but importantly, the coach. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Now, Wollongong Showground. I've got to say, when mm. we talk about one of the the most horrible grounds to go and play at. Wollongong Showground has got to be in the top three. It was just near impossible to beat you at Wollongong Showground, wasn't it? Well, don't you look, mate, it's, it's a nice green patch of grass <laughs> by the ocean. How do you not want to play there? <laughs> it, was just, it was just the people surrounding that grass and that ocean that probably made it uncomfortable <laughs> to play there. But, um, you know, it was a, uh, it's a really... If you, if you look at the ground uh, from the sky, it's, it's actually pretty rare, um, the, the, the setup, uh, you know, with the, obviously the sand and the ocean backdrop and the and mountains on the other side of the the, uh, the ground. But uh, the, the crowd is actually on top of you. It's like an England sort of ground yeah. when you look at the crowd and, and how close the... the um, the players are to it. So they let you know. Uh, they'd also let us know if we're not going too well as well. <laughs> so you want to do really well at home to make sure you walked off with uh, a lot of claps and cheers instead of booze. So, um, yeah, it was a great ground. Uh, it was one, one of the grounds, especially in the early 90s um, to mid-90s, that we, we really owned. Um, it was our patch and we, everyone that come down, we were going to make sure that, um, you know, we made it hard for them to take away points. And if they did, they were going to be sore for it. So... Um, you know, we, we enjoyed playing at home. We used to fill it up and, um, you know, there's no better thing than putting on that, um, you know, that scarlet. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an icon- one of the most iconic parts of the game. I thought that, that picturesque ground. But something else that was iconic, Mary, was the Steeler mascot. 
Now, was it the Steeler mascot that got <laughs> sent off for getting in a fight with one of the players? He was. We were playing the West Tigers and he thought it was all right to jump into it. I'm not sure <laughs> why. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure what he was going to do in the suit, but um, he thought it was a great idea to uh, get involved in around the uh, in goal line. Uh, I think Brendo Mara was the player that was involved in it at the time and, um, and Max was having a bit of a scuffle with someone, so he decided <laughs> to jump in and he, he got... Um, he got punted, and I think he lost his job after that game too. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they changed him now. So uh, he got a double whack. One of the great sponsors on the front of the jerseys, the Illawarra in the day too, wasn't it? Kaiser Stool. Remember the drink? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah we had the uh, Kaiser Stool. BHP was our main, yeah. main sponsor. Yeah. Kaiser Stool was early days, yeah. Um, BHP was a pretty, uh, it was still his iconic, um, you know, a well-known brand in, in Australia. So, um, you know, with the still works on the other side of that ground behind it, so um, to, to the uh, south, they were a really good supporter of ours. And, um, you know, we, we had some great supporters locally. Uh, and unfortunately, or, or fortunately, depending on which way you look at it, you know, um, we're not standalone anymore, but we've still got our identity with St. George. Um, and... But back then, it was just really hard work with local sponsors and a bigger company like BHP or Kaiser that, um, that kept us afloat yeah, for a long now, period. You talk about that 99 year when you merged with the Dragons. What was that first week of training lot, Mary? When you, I know you play against the players and some of them you have a relationship with if you've played Origin, but having to spend every day with them and inside that, that immediate space, what was that first week of training like? Was it strange? Yeah, it was, it was okay for... Someone like yourself, guys, because I, um, you know, I played with the majority of them boys or against the majority of them boys at other levels. So I knew them on a personal. I know half a dozen of the boys on a personal uh, basis, and um, I was captain of the Steelers at that time, and uh, Corny was captain of the St George side of it. So the hardest thing was there was nine million dollars of player. Uh, availability and only, um, you know, other clubs are on about four, I think it was four and a half million and we had 18 months to get that back to, 12 months to get that back to and every, uh, to a to a, um, a cap that fitted in with everyone else. Mary, I hope you get back into the head coaching role uh, again in the NRL, but um, word association before we let you go. First it's a thing game. That, yeah, yeah, first thing game, that right? comes to so, your mind when I mention these these people or situations, Rod Wishart. How long have I got this? <laughs> Tough. Yeah, he used to wear those ankle high boots too, didn't he? How many, how many words do you want me to elaborate? Oh, like just, one or a few? Yeah, just a, just a few. Wish art. Okay, tough. Um, had to hit him in the chest. <laughs> um, and and one bloke do you want beside you in in anywhere you go? Okay, he's a he's a, he's a true warrior. Yeah, Neil Pincinelli. Can drink. Oh. Um, <laughs> can drink lots. Um, one of the, one of his one of his best and closest friends and still good mates. We grew up together. We played against each other in juniors. And uh, part of the Spaghetti Twins with <laughs> Schifoletti yeah. and one of the better back rowers that probably didn't well definitely didn't reach. I reckon the heights that he should have. Uh, with his ability, like he, he was a guy that had a, had a good rangey um, carry, offload, late feet, um, played a couple hundred games. He was he was a very very good player that should have played higher. 
uh, representative level. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad and, you said... And drink anyone on the table. That's, that's the reason. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I played with Johnny Cross at Penrith and he said, oh, Neil Pincinelli, the best schooner drinker I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's coming from yeah, Johnny Cross. He still trains here at home. Uh, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny still trains here every morning. Yeah, he's going good, Johnny. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, yeah, last well. one. If I said to you, crocodile dress shoes. Oh, Jason Rolls, Sean Timmons. Trent Barrett, take, take a guess, but they were all involved with it. And so, the shoes ended up everywhere except back at my place. So you had a pair of crocodile dress shoes that just went missing what? one night. Was that right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. They uh, went missing one day and I went to wear them. Because, mate, they were back then. They were expensive and they were good. <laughs> they were good. And I went to grab them out. I went, I went to get them. And they are making a statement. So I went to get them. And they were gone. And the only people that were at my house was them three characters. And I went, you know what? Something's gone wrong here. Next thing you know, in the mail, I get these photos. They're actually in Afghanistan <laughs> with, a, with a machine gun coming out of the... the um, then they're taken from there, and then they're in a creek in North Queensland with a cigarette out of the shoe. And then they end up in Bali, and then they end up in another state. And I'm just going, mate, what's going on? And I've never got them back, but I've got these photos ongoing for about three years. And uh, every time the boys, like, one comes through, I used to take it. I said, mate, what are you doing? Where are And no one would give, give each other up. But I found out I think I can narrow it down to either Jason Rolls or Sean Timmons. That's the two of them. Yeah, I'm nice. There you have it. Good stuff, Harry. Alrighty, uh, for any uh, up-and-coming rugby league players listening to this, don't buy crocodile shoes. Yeah, they're, not right, cool no, they're not cool anymore. They're not cool anymore. They're good on. photos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mary, Paul McGregor, uh, mate, loved living your life of footy. Uh, well done, Sats. Well done, Mary, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Great stories. My pleasure, guys. Thanks very much for having me. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. How good was Mary McGregor? Good tea up there, Sats. Are we going to do another legend next week? Absolutely, yeah. i got my list here. Actually, it's gone. I think Daddy Vass has taken it from no one. Here. No one from Parramatta, right? We've got to try and get Brett Kenny soon. <laughs> We're asking for brain explosions. Yes. Hey, guys, a famous dummy spit was Zab Judah. Yeah, against Costa Zoo. World title bout. And the ref stopped the fight after Zoo. Uh, well, yeah, he, he knocked him out. And he grabbed the, the referee. The referee's name was Jay Nade. He grabbed him by the throat. Yeah, $75,000 fine suspended for six months. Nick from Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, well Good done. One. Um, hey, boys, always think of Rod Wishart when you mention the Steelers. Didn't someone break their jaw on his thighs? Trying to tackle well, Mary him. just said that. You, had, you couldn't tackle him around the legs. Yeah. His legs hit him in the chest. And right? he used to have ankle those French cap ankle high boots <laughs> as well for a winger. And he's a great goal kicker as well. I love mm. the way you say it, for a winger. More of Sports Day coming up real soon. Lots of your texts to get through. We've got things we need to sort out. We're busy tonight. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia and well, Jim. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment.
The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the second big hour of the show. Tuesday night edition of Sports Day. Still trying to work out ladies' night. I think I'm going to get it off the ground. We'll do a ladies' <laughs> night sports day before the end of the year, all right? Mm-hmm. You with me? Yep. 0457 736 736 is our text number uh, if you're in Oz. Double eight double three if you're in New Zealand. Or 1300 is our phone number if you want to jump on. You're right over there, mate. That dinner of yours smells rank. <laughs> what is it? Salmon and rice and broccolini. How old's the sa- Oh, it's the broccolini, mate. Yeah. Mickey. Hey, Michael from New Zealand's been on the text on double eight double three. From New Zealand today, I saw this. Professional footballers officially returning to New Zealand. Largest city with an A-League men's team arriving next season and an A-League women's team coming the season after. I, I thought it was 2024, 2025. Yeah, next season. You're right. So well done to to Auckland with uh, those teams coming. Mm. Um, well, did, they got the Wellington Phoenix. Yes. So, But it's good, good that Auckland's going to have a, a team as well in the yeah. A-League. That's good stuff, isn't it? Well, there's a, you know, there's big calls for that 18th licence, whether it's WA, whether it's PNG, whether it's uh, Western Corridor or Brisbane. And there's also calls for a second team in New Zealand, which I would be very apprehensive about because the commercial dollar is, isn't as, as grand as what it is in some of the major cities in, and states in, in Australia. And I think with the Warriors, who haven't won a comp yet, still, yeah. still battling for... Yeah, I suppose. Do you think they've turned the mi- that corner now? Yeah, the, the, they were battling for a, for a while there for the minds, the hearts and minds of the Kiwi fans. And then from a commercial point of view, very tough to, to get the commercial dollar and then to share that with another, with another team in New Zealand and then to share that also with your super rugby franchises as well. But one's summer and the other's winter. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, you got to share it with the, uh, the New Zealand cricket team. Yeah, yeah. Well, the com- the commercial dollar can only go so far. So, not many companies are going to say, right, we're going to support the Warriors and another New Zealand side and a Super Rugby side. Yep. Yeah, they'll 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 most probably choose one of them. So when the rugby league finals mm-hmm. were happening, yep. Like the Warriors, the Wars had the hearts and minds of a lot of Kiwis. And at the time, you may remember, we were saying, you wouldn't believe there's a Rugby World Cup going on at the moment with the All Blacks. I know, yeah. Now that both are done and dusted, who do you think? And I want to hear from our New Zealand listeners. I know it's getting late over there. It's about 9 o'clock at night. Double eight, double three. Actually, it's 10 o'clock at night. Who? No, it's 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. <laughs> I'll sort it out, right? Who has the hearts and minds now, of, of Kiwi moment. sports fans? I well, mean, the All Blacks did well. Well, that's, it's, it's the latest success. And at the moment, no, I don't it's all think, blacks. I don't think I don't think the Kiwi's that fickle. Were you once an All Blacks only supporter, but now you've opened your heart to the to the Wars? I think the good thing I like I like about Kiwis and well, you're married that, to one. Yeah, true. Is they are they are they're not loyal to one. Well, I hope my wife is loyal to one. <laughs> what? No, but their um yeah their loyalty when it comes to sport, mm. I think encompasses. New Zealand. All of New Zealand. Yeah, right. Um, we could learn a lot. Us Aussies are fickle, right? We could learn a lot from the Kiwis, the way they support their own. Yeah. I'm back in love with the Aussie cricket team. Still not convinced about Planet Pat. Are you serious? 
Wow. Yeah. I'm not bagging the guy. I'm not doing that, actually. I'm not, I'm not going being sucked into that vortex. Mm. I'm changing subject. Got a text here from Simon from Bowgowney, and I want to ask you a question about this, Fats. Yeah. Fond memories of the early 90s at the Steelers Stadium in Illawarra versus Great Britain. 92. The English defence had problems all day handling Paul McGregor yeah. every time he touched the ball. I was already a young Dragons fan before Illawarra entered the comp in 82, but being born and bred here in Wollongong, I always loved our local football side. Now... Yes, you're right. 1992 was that game between... The Great Britain. It was like our kangaroo tour. They did a Great Britain tour. I miss those days. I, I, I long for the days where a touring team played club sides on a Wednesday night. Yeah. You were, what, 19 years of age? 20? 19, yeah. You got to play Great Britain in your first year of first grade rugby league when you are playing for the Gold Coast. Gold Coast Seagulls. Wally Lewis was our captain coach. Right. So Wally Lewis walked up to myself... Adrian Vowles as well, yep, young yeah. winger called Dave Bovang, who was a really good player, went up to the Cowboys and played. Um, there was Kevy Campion, oh, Campo, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Jimmy Goddard. <laughs> and so the Touring Poms were going to play them. It was on a Tuesday night. I'll was it their full-strength team? Well, they played a lot of their test stars and a lot of their, their fringe players yeah. as well, a little bit like the Kangaroo Tour when we'd go to England. And, yeah. Um, and we played them on a Tuesday. I'll never forget. Played them on a Tuesday. And the reason why I can't never forget it is because back then we got paid like bonuses if you played a certain amount of games or – and June 30 – Can you that, remember how much? No, well, back – well, my first contract was $1,500. Jeez. And um, – but back then you didn't get paid per month. You got paid after – like June 30 was the first halftime cutoff and then you got paid at the end of October. Jeez. There's two payments, that's it. So, obviously, we, we worked as well. What, $750? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. And then tax came out of that. <laughs> uh, but I remember this significantly because it was June 30 on a Tuesday, and I knew that that bonus of playing first grade against the Touring Palms was going to go into... On top of your 750 Yeah, into right. that into that <laughs> next payment, I'm which rich. I needed, yeah. But we uh, got to play against the Touring Palms. And can I, I just remember, the only thing I remember by it was there was a good crowd. Seagull Stadium was one of the great stadiums. Talked to a lot of the ex-players. They loved playing, playing the opposition teams. Uh, it was a little bit like the Mad Cow because the Seagulls Leagues Club was attached yeah, to it. Yeah. It was a big night out after yeah, a game. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, what I recall from it, and Adrian Vows is one of the listeners to our show. And if he's listening, Vows, he text in or text me. Uh, the one thing I remember about it, is it, it was the dirtiest game I've ever played. As in physical just pom- violence. Just the palms, the way they played. It was elbows, knees, it was gouging. It, it didn't matter. They were coached by one of the great, if not the greatest pommy player of all time in Mal Reilly. Yep. And he was a tough man, but he's a tough, clean man as well. Yeah. Uh, played in one of the eras through the you know, the 70s and um, when it was just catch and kill your own. Yeah. But they were so de- I remember they had a front row by the name of Lee Crooks. And Lee Crooks is a, is a great British legend. And I've got, I'm pretty sure that Lee Crooks played against our touring team in 82, 10 years before. <laughs> and he was touring with the uh, – and he was just this big, old, tough, like – Front row. Northern English rugby league player. They all worked in the coal mines back then. Yeah. You know, it was just um, – it was the toughest game. I remember I was driving home after – Wally Lewis was meant to play. He pulled out with a hamstring injury, I remember, before the game. Yeah, good on you, Wal. Yeah, I remember we were dr- I was driving home and I got pulled over by the police for going through a red light. And the copper pulled me over and he said, 
uh, why are you out so late, mate? I said, I'm just driving home, just played footy. He goes, mate, there's no rugby league games on Tuesday night. I said, yeah, Gold Coast Seagulls play against Great Britain. And he shone the torch in my face. He goes, what's your name? I said, oh, Scott Sattler. He goes, do you play tonight? I said, yeah. He goes, well done, son. Off you go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> Sats, did you cop it, though? Did you, when you are taking the ball back, like what, what were you copying from the Poms? Of course, I was only young. We are only young guys. I mean, these guys are experienced test players. Yeah. They just treat us like kids. Well, we were kids. They just treated most of us like kids. We did our best, but... But were you getting a big... cop and elbows, Oh, knees. just elbows, knees. Just when you're on the ground, it was, you know, you always got special attention. And, and they, they played a different style of rugby league, the Poms as well. It was very confrontational, but they also played this really open brand of footy. So they went on a full t- tour that year. They played Illawarra. How good. How good, yes. Illawarra beat them 11-10. According to Steve from Dubbo. They yeah, Parramatta, Parramatta. Parramatta beat them one year as well. Um, but I remember the Illawarra game, um, they got beaten 11, I think it was 11-10, I think Great Britain beat them. And is that the, They is, played Canberra. Yeah, so that's the year Canberra beat them down at, old, down at the old Seaford Oval, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it's, um, it was, uh, and they played them at Bruce Stadium. Are you sure? Yeah. They played them also at Seaford Oval, I think, didn't they, earlier? Yeah, they played Papua New Guinea. They played te- they beat That's Australia. right. That's right. They played Australia. In, they beat them in the first test. Andrew Eddinghausen was the fullback. I think Badge was injured. Yeah. And he slipped all over the place. He was just slipping everywhere. And um, and I think, that was the, I think that was the same game also. Yeah, it was the same game also. I think cause we talk about Rod Wishart. Rod Wishart yeah. used to wear those ankle-high boots. And E.T. was slipping all over the place. And at half, Rod Wishart came off injured. And apparently Bob Fulton said to Andrew Eddinghausen, who was slipping everywhere, he said, um, change your boots. Someone borrowing some boots. And now he had steel studs. He said, right. someone get some steel studs. And E.T. was looking around. He only had one pair of boots, which was moulded studs. He was slipping everywhere. And the game was, um, the game was played in Melbourne. And apparently looked around and... Rod Wishart wore the steel cap ankle-high boots. And while Bob Fulton was talking to the team at halftime, he said, E.T., put some new boots on, get some new boots. He's walking around and Rod Wishart said, here, borrow mine. So while he's putting the ankle-high boots on, <laughs> like the front rowers would normally yeah, wear, yeah, yeah. apparently Bozo was talking to the team. And as he turned around and looked at E.T. putting the ankle-high boots on, he goes, how embarrassing. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Wishart. That's good. Oh, great yeah, story. Great memories of Ponds. Toughest game you played? Is it up there? Dirtiest game. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because the difference between tough and dirty, yeah, it, was yeah, just, yeah. it was just dirty. Did you give some back? You wouldn't. No, nah, I was scared. Yeah. Were you, yeah, were you, were petrified. You, yeah, you were, were Yeah, you? petrified. Playing against test players. Like, yeah. you know, like like I said, Lee Crooks and um, Carl Harrison and those sort of players. It was, yeah, it was pretty daunting. Great memory, Sats. Time for a sports update uh, for Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here, actually. Uh, Glenn is actually on the line to talk about this. The Socceroos play Palestine tonight. Well, 12 a.m., so it's tomorrow morning technically. Australian Eastern Standard Time for those in New South Wales. Just add an hour. Jeez, this is a tough assignment. Playing Palestine in Kuwait. Mm-hmm. That's, a tough, that's a tough road trip. Yeah. For a qualifier for the World Cup. Glenn, hello, mates. Where were you last night, Glenn? Oh, I had a fantastic time in Sydney yesterday, boys, with my new Fraulein. With your we wife? had a perfect day at the Shangri-La Hotel overlooking Sydney Harbour and the Rocks. Beautiful Shangri-La. And especially after one of my golf tips got up on the weekend. Well, All good, but the air conditioning on the train was bloody... It was freezing. Lucky I was hot. Yeah. 
And just finally, who'd boys, you, sorry, who'd you stay with? What? Who'd you go to Sydney with? I stayed at the Shangri La Hotel overlooking the rocks. No, mate. but who with? Well, my Fraulein. So she, no, a she, she, she will appear on the girls' show. I don't understand yeah, what you're saying. A German girl. Oh, right, okay. It's a German-speaking woman. Right. Yeah, Could you, you know just what, say you know that? Fraulein is Justin? What? And I did thought he said feline Judy as well. Said, <laughs> 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 yes, 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 mate. I'm Christy Brinkley. I'm five nine. Have a body like her. And you're the crazy. Body he like said he's just gotten back from the bottle though, yeah. where he's uh, <laughs> ready to stock up for the Socceroos oh. game tonight. Yeah. Mate, that's a big game for the Socceroos. Like, they should get the job done. They've got yeah. a great record versus Palestine. Mm. But what a what an interesting time to be playing I Palestine. Know. Yeah. With all the rubbish that's going on at the moment around mm. the Gaza. Just a very interesting time to be playing them. In, Belmont in the from Sport. Clarence on the text line says, Wikipedia says that Lee Crooks played 1,057 first-grade games in England and Australia over 18 seasons. What? Yeah. Get out. What? Yep. A thousand and what? 1,057 games. Is that, is, that's got to be the record for the wonderful sport of... Rugby. <laughs> is, is that the record? If that's, if that's correct. I well, mean, What a Wally play. Well, we thought that... Beaver Menzies would have played the most across England and Australia and, and all the representative games. But can, can I just go back? What about that cat Wally pulling out? After talking you boys into play, yeah. he pulls out. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, crime Scene says the full tours of British teams here and the kangaroos there are something I miss. Yeah, I agree with you, Crime Scene. I don't think we'll ever see another full kangaroo tour again where you play three tests versus the Poms. They can't take that much. You play against France, and then you also go and play some of the provincial sides as well, who were really strong back then. And the season's longer now. You know, you just you just haven't... Well, it's the same. It's pretty much the same sort of length. Starts earlier, though, doesn't it? But it's the pre-season training that starts a lot earlier now. Uh, Hi, gentlemen. It's Bruce from Blacksmiths here. I remember watching Manly play England at Brookvale Oval and a young man named Rick Chisholm absolutely slayed them. I remember... Also, listeners, can you remember Jeff Toovey when the Poms came out and played Manly? And Jeff Toovey was his first introduction to to real top flight rugby league, and he was he just looked like the, he looked like the sand boy. He was that tiny. I saw. Did you remember that video bad showed us? He found the old game. It was a, it was Australia versus PNG in PNG, and Toovey is pulling off some of the biggest oh, tackles. Yeah. He was getting pulverized. I think that was the same game when they let off the. Uh, the the gas to break up the the riots and all that was going in all the the players' eyes so they had to get the wet <laughs> wet right. towels and they're laying on the ground with wet towels on their eyes. It was the most look for it on YouTube. It's the most horrifying game of rugby league I've seen. I mean, the, obviously the kangaroos did very well, but Jesus, they were just getting bashed. Yeah, and Tooves, how tough was he? In the '97 Grand Final, Adam McDougall stomped on his head. <laughs> Like, just stomped straight on his head. And he had these stud marks all across his cheek and his nose and his forehead. And he one stage there, he crossed the sideline to go off. Yep. Brian Hollis, the, the famous trainer for the sheriff for the Manly, had him coming off. And all of a sudden, he just turned around and ran back on the field. He had blood seeping from his face. Oh, He looked like 
He was a beautiful young man when he first came into first grade. Wasn't he? Like surfer kid, <laughs> yeah. blonde hair. Hey, we should get him back on the show. He's like, a great guy too. We, we had to get him when he's on the bus one night Remember coming home from bus? work. Yeah. He catches the bus to yeah. work. He's an he's accountant. A, he's worth a fortune. Such a tight ass. Yeah. Um, some breaking news. Yep. Uh, Bradman Best is set to reject an offer from Benji Marshall worth $800,000 per season to re-sign with the Knights on an offer worth about $2 million for three seasons. So hundred grand less for a three-year deal to stay at the Knights. If this ends up being true, that's massive for the Newcastle Knights. It's huge. Wouldn't think of anything different. I thought he was going to demand a lot after that State of Origin match. Uh, but also, maybe this is where the Justin Ollum conversation has started with Bradman Best potentially not going there. They need to find another centre. Mm. So uh, I don't mind the Justin... I know where our colleague Joel Kane's got some concerns about Justin Ollum. If Melbourne don't want you, mm. you got to... You know, Tread with trepidation, you know, but yeah, I don't mind the Justin Ollum transfer. I think he'd be very good for a team like the Tigers. Got some good news for the West Tigers. They've re-signed off-contract winger Charlie Staines on a two-year deal that will keep him at the club until the end of 2025. Corey Oates has signed a one-year deal with the Bronx for 2024. He should play back row. Can I just do it? I am going to say it, and I'm going to do it. Hook and tease. Yeah. With Patton Hills tomorrow. Um, for our SCNQ listeners in Queensland, or you can listen on the app. Um, they, uh, Paddy was out at Suncorp Stadium today where mm. they had a media uh, opportunity with Cam Smith and Mark Leisham. Was Australian there. PGA. Australian yeah. PGA, which is on this weekend at uh, Royal Brisbane. <laughs> anyway, um, Corey Oates was there. He must be playing in the Pro-Am. Um, have a listen tomorrow. I think it's 7 o'clock. Um, very emotional chat. Corey, uh, Corey Oates nearly cried. When Paddy Walsh was talking to him about his year and all that sort of stuff, so about the year that he had in twenty three, yeah, so some pretty powerful Hampered stuff. Hampered by injuries, yeah. I saw him in missing out the on the grand final. Well, you know what? It takes a pretty brave man, but he he agreed that the Broncos made the right decision in picking Jesse Arthur's for the grand final. He was one of the Broncos' best that night. He was, um, and that's a hard pill to swallow. But also, that's your ultimate team man as well. Yeah, and Jesse Arthur's will start on one wing. I think. Dean Marin on the other wing. I think they'll start selling Cobbo at left centre to replace Herbie Farnworth. Uh, but in saying that, I I think at the back end of his career, he's still in his late 20s, Corey. He's still got a lot of rugby league. I think he used to play back row. I'd, I'd play him on a back on, on an edge okay, yep. and just just terrorise back uh, the halfbacks. Okay. I, I'm going to – we're going to sack Belmont from Clarence with his research for Sports Day. Yeah. Sorry, boys, I misread Wikipedia. It was 526 games <laughs> and 1,057 goals. Please demote me to the whack pack. Yeah. You're right there. You're, in fact, you're an assistant to Glenn. Yeah. All righty. Mm. Incredible. Hey, I've got some breaking news for you out of the world of darts. You ready for it? This is one of the most interesting it. stories today. The Darts Regulation Authority, uh, otherwise known as the DRA. What? Are you serious? I'm serious. Is that their, like their integrity unit, is it? Well, it's like their NRL. Okay, gotcha, yep. Okay. Uh, they've suspended Jack Mayne, Andy Jenkins, and Prakash Jiwa over match-fixing allegations. What? After suspicious betting patterns on their games in the Motor Super Series with the trio having cases to answer. Now so the, how, do you, how do you fix that? Obviously, you just – because they are pinpoint. I mean, they are like snipers. Yeah. So they deliberately are missing. Perhaps having your back to the dartboard and throwing the opposite direction. Yep. I get it. I've got the audio. Do you want to, do you want to hear what was going on? Here we go. That's a wire bender. 
He gets all three darts. No score. Oh, and there's 18 darts missed in one leg. No score. Ten. It's one of those situations where I feel he's just got to get a leg on the board to settle himself well, down. Put his leg on the board? It's becoming difficult Six. to watch. He really hasn't oh, settled. 20. What can he do in this situation? So, uh, there was suspicious betting in the match between Jack Mayne and Lisa Ashton, and then Parkash missed as many as... Now, listen to this, right? This is a bit sus, right? Again, these are allegations. I'm not suggesting anything, but... Parkash missed as many as 18 shots in a row. When you say missed, did he miss the entire board? Missed the board, like, no was score. He, was he hitting people in the crowd? or uh, like, it, it, He popped it, a couple of balloons. It becomes a little bit obvious when you're hitting people standing on the edges. Now, or did he just not hit the, the, he missed. the regulated shot? He's, no score. Yeah, there's something definitely Well, it smells, smells a bit fishy, doesn't it? Yeah. This is one for Titus O'Reilly and Mick Malloy. Okay. We've got to give this one to for Sports Bazaar. Mm. So there you go. That's can an I, update from the world of darts. You, you've always had this belief that if you can drink a, a schooner yep. while competing. In an activity. In an activity, it's not a sport. It's not a sport. It's a hobby. So darts? Darts, hobby. Hobby. Uh, lawn bowls. Hobby. Okay. Snooker. It would be you can't take a shot while. Mate, you rest your stubby. Or your or your schooner actually on the pool table on the edge. You can't do that. That's a no no. Well, in, no, but in this pubs is, or anything like that. You can't do is, that. You can't do that. No way. Okay. Well, you have it on a little table. Yep. Next to where you're playing. So snooker, pool. Yeah. Or it's a hobby. hobby. Okay. Um, Ten pin bowling. Hobby. Okay. Swimming. Why can't you have a beer at each end of the pool? Hobby. Oh, I saw Katie Ledecky in training the other day. She swam a whole lap with a glass of chocolate milk on her head. On her head? Yeah, to try and keep her head still. Well, mm. That's just stupid. But that's... you replace that with a schooner, hobby. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Cricket. Yeah, Stubby yeah. behind the stumps. Well, but if you're just fielding a fine leg. Oh, you just have the esky on the boundary. Hobby. Hobby. Yep. I'm with you. I'd love to see that in the World Cup next year. Mm. So you've got Scott Sattler, who's just run in and bowled right arm pies, finishes his over, collects his hat, goes down to fine leg. There's an esky there, and he just opens up a star. Oh, you wouldn't, would you? It'd be, what, what, what are you, a, a spritzer? Cracking and dry. Yeah, oh, a spritzer, cracking and dry. You just crack one of those and leave it on mm. top of the esky. That's cricket. Now, we've been talking about brain explosions uh, earlier on the show, and we've got a lot of text to get through. FP says, a couple of sports brain explosions, Critter and Spencer leaving Penrith. Yes. Well, time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, that sports update brought to you by Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. When we come back, we're going to talk about NRL underachievers this year. Oh, Steve has said you better not add... Parramatta is an underachiever. I'll take that out then. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't mention it. We'll get to that, and we want your feedback on that next here on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. 
Someone's moved all my buttons around again. Don't push a button. I'll tell you what, there's a really good text here from uh, Rooster Muzz. And I'm trying to find it because um, he also says about Mary. He said, uh, Mary was a truck driver for CRM Works in Port Kembla many, many years ago. Asking about the famous Dapto Canary supporter, Cedric. But there's another one here also that Rooster Muzz, it's a very, very good text message, Rooster Muzz. He said, how did Daddy Vass go rock climbing whilst also holding his misso's hand? What? <laughs> True, they do everything together. Yeah. Haircuts together. Um, couples massages. Yep. All that sort of stuff. Mm. They had a market together on the weekend. Did you know that? They actually had a market themselves. They had a market it themselves. What were they selling? I think Daddy's old clothes. I'm serious. Really? Isn't that what you sold, Daddy? Oh, no, she oh, works in the film industry. Oh, right. So she's selling props. and. How cool is that? Mm. Don't miss Black Friday deals on DeWalt, Makita and AEG at Bunnings Trade. Working hard. Which of these players? Now, this is oh, for you, Sats, okay. and also for our listeners to get involved, right? Not going to muck around. This is a list put together by Daddy Vass. So hold your hate and direct it towards Daddy Vass, <laughs> not me, right? NRL underachievers, according to Daddy Vass in 2023, which of these players have lost their way and need to work hard to get back on track to be a shell of themselves in 2024? Let's kick it off with the big man in North Queensland, Jason Taumalolo. Yeah, okay. So Does he have to work hard to get back to his best in 2024? Or is he travelling okay? No, I think he's got to work hard, but I think he's got to be played differently as you get into the back end of your career. Well, I shouldn't say back end of his career, but he's still got three or four years left on that. Contract, yeah. nine-year contract or whatever it was. So I'd actually wouldn't be asking him. And Toddy Payton has been playing less minutes with him, but I'd be playing him on an edge. Okay. Yeah. I'd be using him like a like a Viliami kick out because he's got right. beautiful skill as well. Um, I'd be doing like a little bit like John Sutton was in, in the 2004 premiership year for South, moved him to that left-back row position. Obviously, he's more devastating than Johnny Sutton. Different mm. player, but... Yeah, I'd be playing him differently. Okay, this one I agree with. Yep. Uh, Brandon Smith at the Roosters. Oh, Just I, didn't fit in, did he? No, and I think when you're so used to playing in tandem um, with another player in that position, yep. you, it's then all of a sudden that role is completely yours. Mm. I think it's a bit different. I, I just, I, I don't know. He's injured I, as well. Yeah, he was. Yep. I expect him to have a really good 2024 season. I think he will. I, think, you know, it's, I, think, I thought it was always going to take a while for him to try and break that Melbourne mould, which mm. has been ingrained in him as a kid. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to break. You come from such a disciplined club, going to another very disciplined club in the Roosters, but mm. completely different format. Okay. I, I thought it was always going to be tough for him. But, yeah, he I think he'd admit that he didn't have the greatest of seasons. You can chime in too, listeners. 0457 736 736 on the text or double eight double three if you're in New Zealand. Josh Papali'i. I didn't think he had a bad season. He retired from... Origin, or was that yeah. last year? Was that this year? And injury as well, back yeah. end of the year. Uh, but, again, if he's on the field, and players like Josh Papali have got to be, they've got to be active. You can't, you can't be injured and, and out for an extended period of time. So Speaking of injuries, Jack Bird. Jack Bird. You know, he's won a comp at Cronulla <laughs> in the centres. Mm. Um, suffers from really bad arthritis, uh, childhood arthritis, which he takes medication for, and, can't imagine the pain that he lives in every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's 
yeah, he's he's had a bad few years, and I, you know what, I hope he. I still think when he gets fit and gets on the field, he's still a very dangerous player. I don't know. What, I I think he's a lock forward. Okay. I think he's a, yeah, like a a ball playing style lock forward. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cohen Hess, what's happened? To I Cohen thought he Hess? went alright. Cohen Hess, he went okay. Yeah, he's moved into the front row, and I think he's, I think right. he's back playing his best footy again. This next guy, and I don't mean it in a rude way; it's just an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Kyle Flanagan, I don't think he's a first grader or a regular first grader, playing under his dad next year. Will that make a difference? Where do you expect him? His to dad be? won't be kind on him. I know all that. Right. Uh, I think he's a hooker, myself. Uh, he turned, Starting, turns four into six. He's a very good goal kicker. Um, I, I think he's a really good player to have in any and our depths as part of your depths when you start getting injuries. I think he plays that sort of role, Kyle. He's, I think it's fair to say that you wouldn't hinge, a part player. You wouldn't hinge your season on right on him being the what the Bulldogs did in the seven jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I think he's a nine or a fourteen. This guy yeah. burst onto the scene at Raiders, Xavier Savage. Yeah, he's still only just turned 21. Okay, so he's yeah. got a lot of time. Had a broken side. jaw. Yeah. Um, you know, different players handle broken jaws differently, especially when it's an impact injury. Um, so, yeah, he'll be fine. Daddy Vass, I don't agree with these two. I mean, one of these blokes played Origin. Mm. Uh, first one, Latrell Mitchell, please, come on. He had an injury plague 2023. Don't get emotional. He had stupid charges laying over his head. Mm. Right. This bloke's an angel and the best player <laughs> in the competition. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, nah, he's just, again, he's a little bit like Papa Lee. He's, he's got to stay active. And if he has injuries where it's a lower leg injury and he can't stay active, you can see it in his body image. A little bit like Cody towards the end of the year. Like, just their body image just doesn't look like yep. they're fit. And that's just purely from not playing, not staying active. Damien Cook. Played State of Origin three, had a blinder. That's where he was meant to play. He's a better he's a better nine than Appy Corusau, or Uppy. To Uppy Yeah, Corusau. Yeah, we had one of our Kiwi listeners yeah. about um, Uppy's pronunciation, but I remember in the World Cup we called him Corusau, and we used to get we used to get a lot of messages from listeners going, "Why are you pronouncing?" And Kevin Naguama, which was yep. Nine Gama. Yeah. People said, "Why are you?" Mispronouncing their names, but um, he got into a habit of yeah, saying them one way. It's Uppy Karui, but da- so, uh, Damien Cook, I mean, two yes, completely different players. But Damien Cook's year, yeah, wasn't wasn't what he expected. He got hey, listen, th- he had a lot of friends around him that absolutely, yeah. absolutely um, played Origin three. New South Wales win that, cop that. We you're only di- as good listen, as your last game, okay? You're only as good as your last game. You haven't sacks. focused on any other player as much as what you focused focused on the South. Stop player. picking on the New South Wales team. You Queenslanders are all the same. Yippee-yay, yippee-yay. Yeah, righto. Mm. Reed Marnie. Uh, Reed Marnie is good hooker. Like, you know, it, But how was his form in 2023? Well, again, he was in a side that, that was coming from a fair way back and, and dug a few deep holes for themselves. And his player's got a high work rate. And, he's again, he's just a he's a victim of the side that he's playing in at the moment. Okay, I've got some. But fo- you know what? If yeah. they be, if they come good, he'll be a big reason why. Canara Cowboys says Jason Taumalolo needs to be on the edge. Got a great step, big speed, and is developing a handy offload. Imagine the poor old halves looking up and seeing him opposite. Um, there you go. But also, Lukey. Yep. Yeah, no, no, you're right, Joe. He's exactly right, Canara Cowboy. I think playing on an edge with a, he's got beautiful, subtle. Subtle passing game with his hands as well. Su- Did you say subtle or supple? Subtle. Right, okay. He actually 
quite supple too. Me? Yeah, well, he's... Oh, he is or I am? No, you're not. Stop looking at my chest. What about bad 2023s? Gusher Gutherson didn't insert himself in the gaps oh, no. and get the flow he was after. Pick it up, Gutho. That's from 970. Let's just wait and see how long it takes. You just gotta, Let's just wait. You just got to... Have we you got gotta, some, you got to read those before you actually make them public. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Uh, but can we just wait to see how long it'll take? You know who? Yeah. Should we just play some thinking music? <laughs> actually, we'll go to a break. It's Black Friday at Bunnings Trade with amazing deals in store and online while stocks last. What did I say wrong? Oh. Mm. Okay. This is Sports Day. Back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. I'm just looking at uh, Fox footy, seeing the AFL draft unfolding. And I look at it with jealousy. Why cannot? Why does the NRL oh, not have a draft start. system? Uh, quick community update, thanks to Fireco. It's like that argument every year. Who's the coach most under pressure? Well, we've got a text from Nathan. No, no Nathan, Nathan, we don't buy we into that. We can't do that yet. It's too early. Nathan, this is not... <laughs> Welcome to NRL 180. Dissecting the big talking points from half the angles. This is not that show, buddy. We don't put the coaches out there. Although Sats did slam his best mate, Toddy Payton, one year and say they were going to finish last. Mm. How'd that go? Not real good. Uh, be, alert. Me since. <laughs> be alert and prepare this bushfire season. No current warnings in place in New South Wales, which is great news. Please remember every home should have a bushfire survival plan in place. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with rural, uh, New South Wales Rural Fire Service. Visit rfs.newsouthwales.gov.au. This community update, thanks to New Fire Coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse. Now, Cowboy on the text line says, Jerome is a... Talking about Jerome Hughes earlier on. You know, Jerome Luai. Jerome Luai, I should say. Uh, West Tigers. Uh, Jerome is a pro- polarising player. Add that to Lee and Justin, what could go wrong at the Titans. He's not a seven-figure player. He is a polarising. He does. He ruffles opposition players and fans up the wrong way. But I've got to say, and I've said this numerous times, if you get the opportunity to be in his company, I've never met a more humble young man in my time in the game. Latrell Mitchell would have to be the most polarising figure in the game, wouldn't he? And again, same thing. When you meet him, one of the most nicest guys you'll ever meet, Generous with his time, particularly with the kids. Certain athletes in any sport, they have this ability to morph into another, just a, an, another being. And when they're in that competitive streak, they'll do whatever it can. What's good, white line food? Look at Gordon yeah. Tallis. Yeah. I mean, again, my father was a great example of yep. off the field. Like he, he played like the devil, but looked like a choir boy, you know, off the field. But, um, but yeah, no, he is a polarizing figure, but he gets the job done. And yeah. that's why, and he's, He's been successful as well. What else? Uh, we also talked about underachievers, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, and We've you already that read one. that one out. Yep. Steelers, Kia Auto, Jason Satz from David, a black ball. That's just near Greymouth, yeah, on the West Coast, South Island. When in, I think in, in NZ? In NZ. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, when I think of the Illawarra Steelers, I think of Chicka Ferguson. No, he didn't. 
He didn't play to Laura. Chico. No. Okay. No. Uh, Brain Explosions. G'day, boys. The French soccer player. I can't remember his name, but he headbutted another player in the final or semi. That's from 464. And we actually have got another text here saying that player was in a Dan Zidane. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was Eric Cantona, but it was it was Zinedine. Eric Cantona actually fly-kicked someone, one of the fans in the crowd. That's right. But Zinedine Zidane was the one that was the one that head-butted. Brain explosion. Good one here from Paddy. Dennis Lilly with the bat when he hit Javid Mandat. Javid Mandat had the bat, didn't he? And Lilly yeah, kicked him. hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicked him. Yeah. He did too, yeah. Uh, Steve says, why did you mention Paul Carriage as a brain explosion? It's still raw. <laughs> 1998. Steve's also was. called me a flog for just reading out a text from another listener. <laughs> like, come on, Steve. Mm. Don't do that. Hey, we talked about, um, and I want some more. Should we do this as a talkie tomorrow night? What's that? What sports can you play with a beer in hand? Yeah, do it tomorrow night. Yeah, don't send them through now. Hold them, hold your fire. So at the moment, we've got darts. You've got to be able. Pool, eight ball. I believe that as part of the argument, you can't. Put a beer down, go and oh, do no, it, and then come to. back. No, because the argument is if you're a rugby league player okay, well, and you're in the 17. No, you're on that's the bench, rubbish. You have a beer. No, no, no. We're, but it's not accepted on the sideline at a footy game. But if you're playing, if you're playing snooker, you can't hold the beer while you're having your shot. Mm. So you rest it on the edge of the table. Golf. See, I again drink responsibly, and I don't want to give out the wrong impression. But I play golf and have a beer. Yeah, hobby. Yeah, oh, definite hobby yeah. for rich people, mm. apart from where I play. Jay, swimming isn't a hobby. I do it for a living. Training to stay that fit is hard. Scotty and Cronulla, yeah, I was only joking about swimming. But have I opened up an opportunity to have beer swimming? It's a good point. You're an ideas man. Thank you. Uh, Luke says, hey, guys, one brain explosion that I can remember was Danny Williams from the Storm with the king hit on the opposition player. Not sure of the team they were playing. I played in that game, mm. 2004 against the West Tigers at Leichhardt Oval. It was the loudest crack I've ever heard, and no one knew where it came from. And then when you turned around, Mark O'Neill, Buckets O'Neill, who's the yeah, general wow. manager of Parramatta, uh, he was laying on the ground, and Delhi, Danny Williams, I think he got, correct me if I'm right, he might have got 20 weeks. Wow. I think 16 to 20 weeks. Oh, it was br- he was he was tough. He was actually... He was a frightening player to get play against Danny Williams. When he played the game, he just wanted to – he was a very good player too, actually, Danny Williams, but he wanted to hurt his opposition. Yeah, he was a, he was a pretty big asset to the, to the Melbourne Storm. Here's one for you before we go to the break. Yeah. It's all speculation. This is from Buddy. Um, but if Teddy goes and if, and if they're in and they're fit, Turbo and Pappy for mine as fullbacks, possible fullbacks. You know, fullbacks. he had one, but – You'd, you'd like to think it's Turbo before Pappy. Probably at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing I think of are the Steelers, Rod Wishart, Steve yeah. at Raymond Terrace. We've had a lot of votes for Rod Wishart. Yeah. Canara Cowboy again. Paul Gascoigne stole the team bus from training to put a bet on. He crashed the bus <laughs> at the front gate and caught a cab instead. This guy should drink responsibly. <laughs> and another quick one, Doc Lombardi and Dubbo. Uh, Woogie and Sats, I'm so excited that you guys spoke to my all-time favourite Steelers player, Mary. Great player. Better bloke. Mary got raw-dogged by the Dragons committee and their fans. I wish he was still part of the setup. Hey, a text here from Toronto, Rods. who are only two Australians in the World Cup team in the 11 from the tournament. India has six. Only Maxi and Zampa in the, the team. Is it the T20, is it? 
Yeah. Okay. No, no, the ODI World Cup. Come on, that's ridiculous. I, I actually, no, I know when you win the cup, but it was so hard. I mean, like, who do you, number three had to be, and it was in their spot. Mm-hmm. You couldn't put, like, Coley number three, right? And oh, you, the all time team you took. Just about. from this from year. The, no, yeah. just from this year's World yep. Cup. Australia had two players in there. Oh, that was picked before the final, but wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah. but it was very hard to change that. Mm. Oh, I think it was well deserved. Um, Maxi, uh, was Maxi? Yeah, Maxi was in it. There was no place for Travis Head as an open. There just wasn't room. Well, he missed. He missed four games, didn't he? As yeah, well. Yeah, and Marsh couldn't put it. I mean, Marsh had a great thing as well. But how do you knock Coley out of number three? Yeah. No, I thought it was good. Mm. And our Australian pace bowlers struggled. It's probably a. It's probably an argument that Warner's World Cup was very good. Yeah, but d- d- it doesn't replace Rohit Sharma. And? I forget who the other one yeah. was. I think it was someone from... I mean, he, had a, he had a fine World Cup. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Roddy, at break time. When we come back, the last laugh. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Just before we go, last, last coming up, I, I want to just rip through a couple of text messages. Yep. Stingray says, Sats, Chase, are you guys still talking rugby league? Do you know we just won the Cricket World Cup? Yeehaw! Solar panel Pat and the boys. Yeah, we know, but... We spoke about it at length last night. What how else proud we, we were. Yeah, what else are we going to say? Played minute work, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Des Hasler, this is from Cam. And blow-ups, the time he ripped the door off the hinges at Brookvale. He did at uh, Parramatta Stadium. It was at Parramatta Stadium. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Dubbo says the females in Team America were hot. You can't say that. Uh, brain snap, Noel Cleal attempting short dropout in State of Origin. We mentioned that Good one. Good nomination. Uh, earlier before. Um, Paul in Brisbane says, hi, Mary, as a Dragons fan, I just want to say thank you for everything you did as a coach and a player. Yep. Oh, that's pretty special. Mm. Now I've got this preview. Oh, here we go. I'll just close that like that. Um, what about oh, the podcast story? Tony? Yeah. Western Queensland talks about these great towns he drives through Birdsville, Bullia, yeah. Burktown, Mount Isa, Longreach, Winton. Outstanding. Yeah, good on you, mate. Thanks for listening to the show. Of course, you're listening to this tomorrow. Let's do this. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. He says, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours. Just want to you knew that I was trying to start that new business. I oh, yes. that new business. Yeah, it's yeah. a professional hide-and-seek tournament, but I had to close it down. It's a failure. It's hard to find good players. Um, grab the podcast from <laughs> wherever you get podcasts. Oh, seriously, you're getting worse. <laughs> I can't wait till Christmas gets here. I can tell you that much. Uh, back tomorrow uh, night, Chatty Townsend from the North Queensland Cowboys join us. Great hair. Yes, beautiful hair. Catch you then, Satsy. Good night!